You're now listening to The Call Up Podcast, streaming on all major podcast platforms and on YouTube. And now, here's your host, Kenny. Alright guys, what is the deal? It is your boy Kenny back again with another conversation with Kenny. I just love meeting interesting people and I love the simple fact that I could just sit here and talk to um, amazing people from the entertainment or sports world. And today I have another interesting person here that she holds uh, many hats. She is a big advocate for women's wrestling. So uh, I want to bring her in here right now. So let's uh, let's let's bring her in. Hey. hey, what's going on? What's going on, Jay? How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you today? I'm great. I finally get to uh, talk to you live. I know the last time me and you spoke was through a Spaces. And uh, for people who don't know, Twitter has this new thing now where you can, um, it's almost like a chat room type where you can have a whole bunch of people. You can host a space and um, bring up different topics. And the more and more I, I interact with people, the more and more I'm intrigued to uh, talk to them a little bit more about their passions and what uh, drives them to you know pursue these dreams especially a lot of things that we try to do is extremely hard and then sometimes they have like a really cool backstory so I wanted to talk to you I know you are very busy uh, for the people who don't know uh, who you are can you just give us a little bit of info yeah so like you said I do wear a lot of hats I mm-hmm. have my own podcast I write for a couple news sites host a few other podcasts and interviewing platforms as well, like five different platforms. I also commentate um, and host a lot of things. And coming up soon, it's crazy. Mania is coming up, but I'll be doing some more in-person correspondence coming up in Dallas. So that's going to be adding more to my repertoire as well. Now, we, we, we came from a pandemic era so far, and a lot of the interviews that we've seen uh, so far have been done on Zooms or StreamYards or any other social platforms that we can have interactions like this. So how is it for you, like the difference between what we're doing now to compare to like an in-person interview? Yeah, so I've only done in-person stuff once before. This was six months ago today at NWA Empower mm-hmm. Weekend. That was my first time ever doing in-person stuff, and it's definitely different when it's in-person because, of course, when it's virtual, you can have, like, your script and stuff to the side like I do with all my questions mm-hmm. and like that, but in-person is just, like, a completely different vibe. You actually get to bounce off the other person's energy, but also you have to, like, memorize your questions going in there, and it's a little bit more off the cuff than it what it would be for what I normally do, which is scripting every single question out. So it's Mm -hmm. definitely more daunting in person, but I also think there's that energy you can vibe off of a person more in person than you could maybe virtually per se. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I've just done a lot of uh, Zoom interviews. So like uh, next week will be my first time doing uh, an in-person interview. And it's not just one person, it's a, it's a handful of people. So I'm, I'll be over at the uh, Showcase of Legends in Albany, New York. So that's like a, I think there's maybe like 50 different talents that are going to be there. And like a handful of them are going to be available for interviews. So like, yeah, I'm already super nervous as it is. I've been like 
checking off everything that I need to. So do you find yourself like when they came to that time and you have to do those interviews in person, did you like triple check everything to make sure you had like all your equipment or you kind of knew offhand what you wanted to talk about, you know, to this particular person? I was very fortunate that I had a good rapport with, like, I would say 70% of the girls on that card from Power. Mm -hmm. I already had, like, an outstanding relationship or at least some friendly connection with them. So I already knew a lot of their background. I honestly didn't have to do much research at all because I had already been actively following them and built that connection with them. But definitely Mm -hmm. going in when it's in person, it's very different. You only have – you have littler time than what you would be doing virtually. And so you kind of have to prioritize your questions with that and make them relevant but also not wanting to ask the same questions that everyone else is sometimes mm. you have to because for the different outlet that you're working for but definitely even coming up for like Dallas I am super nervous because there is some people I've already talked with before and mm. interviewed before they, which I'll be fine with but most of the people I'll be hopefully speaking with are going to be new or talking with them for the first time which I'm taking is probably the case for most of the people that you're interviewing in Albany coming up mm-hmm. and it's a whole other daunting task it's mentally prepping myself I definitely still have weeks ahead but definitely going to have to prepare more for this and sometimes you have to have those spontaneous questions and just kind of go with the flow you can come in with a plan but sometimes Mm -hmm. the best interviews are one where you abandon ship abandon your questions and just go with the flow and bounce off the other person yeah and I've noticed that like the more um I do that the easier it kind of got as like time went on where it was just like okay before I used to have like this whole script and I would read it back to myself and I'd be like, oh, okay. Like, and then I was sometimes like something in me would just be like, okay, I'm going to read a couple of questions. Then I'll just like start having like a general conversation, which it seemed like that's been working. So I kind of just, you know, stay that way. Yeah. Um, but I, there was something interesting that I just like, I guess for like a lot of people um, like in our field that we try to, you know, get into, but you started off as a psych major. What made you change from psych to being to to like do journalism? I don't consider myself a journalist per se. I uh-huh. take that as a compliment that people say that I am. Mm-hmm. I consider myself more a media personality just broadly because okay. I don't have an actual degree. And mm-hmm. that's just me personally, but I will always take the compliment. So thank you. So yes, I graduated with a bachelor's in psychology mm-hmm. and minored in creative writing. But now looking back though, I realized that Obviously, when you're in college, you have some free electives. You have freedom to choose like certain other courses you might have interested in. Most of my free electives ended up being journalism and like communications, mm-hmm. which I should have taken the hint for that back then. Right. But definitely, like I was set to go to grad school, was enrolled. But in the back of my mind, I was like, mm, I don't know if this is really what I want to do because that's even more dedication to student loans. So I decided I'm going to take like a semester <laughs> or another year off. Right. So I unenrolled from grad school, and wrestling had always been something that. I at that point was passionate about for 10 years I'd been a fan and then watching people like we talked about off air like Chris Van Fleet was one Alicia Toot and my best friend Samira who now I've worked with in multiple organizations and is also a media personality go follow her Um, she definitely too helped me kind of step my foot into wrestling podcasting because this was something that just started out as a hobby I wanted a place to talk about it because I had been such a closeted wrestling fan for a long Mm -hmm. time but it was something I was Mm -hmm. really really passionate about to find that outlet and courage to have um, 
use my voice in that way. And now it's turned and it's evolved into something I wasn't setting out to do. But sometimes those are the greatest things, the things you didn't know that you would fall in love with. You just took a chance and you ultimately ended up loving it. And so now it's evolved to where I'm hosting, podcasting, interviewing, doing commentary now, writing. It has evolved so much. So I don't regret my time in college. I think it Mm -hmm. helps me establish that relationship with people and like understanding and like I love psychology too but I definitely should have taken it as a hint when I was choosing my free electives when I took (laughs) communication and journalism courses that maybe this was a sign but yeah so now I just love talking with people in the wrestling industry is basically what I do and of course write and do some correspondence with it too if that makes sense no it does I uh when I started doing this was about maybe a year and a half ago when like the pandemic really got down and we started to um lock everything down and we had to stay home I was saying to myself I was like I need something to do besides just being with the kids and being with my wife um I love wrestling um and then I always used to go out into like independent shows and uh, meet like talent and, and stuff like that. So now everything is coming shut down. And I said, well, what's a way that I could still communicate with everyone? And I said, well, I have Twitter and I could possibly, I have Zoom because I have to, you know, go for like for work and stuff like that. And so does my wife. And I just started coming up with these like, just general conversations with people, which led to uh, meeting other talent and like having like little conversations with them. Uh, but for you, I wanted to know, uh, I know for myself, like getting through, like trying to navigate through all this is very stressful at times, right? Uh, What is like the toughest things that you've gone through so far that you're just like, okay, I can get through this? In terms of like wrestling media related? Yeah, yeah, wrestling media related. (laughs) I think, well, for me personally, there, there's there's two things. So, like, firstly, like, I have a, a shoot job, a day job, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. For me, that gets in the way of a lot of things and opportunities that I have had to pass up on, which still makes mm-hmm. me sad. Like, huge interviews I've had to pass up on simply just because I was working in my shoot job schedules. I was scheduled at that time, and there was mm-hmm. no way around it. I've also had to pass up on some other stuff, but that's a whole other conversation. So for me, I can kind of only work <clears throat> week to week with said shoot job because it's mm-hmm. retail. And so I'm not be I'm not able to do as much as I want to. I know I'm saying that I do a lot, but I don't do it like very consistently. Like I have to stack my days that I'm off to where I'm like working 15 hours working on all that stuff because I don't have those other days where I'm at my shoot job to be able to work on them. So I, I do a lot, but I want to do so much more and more consistently and have wrestling media be full time but the biggest thing is like financially taking that leap is very scary so I'm Mm -hmm. still in the process of working some things out but I am fortunate enough that I have some paid time off I can use very wisely which like I am I'm going to Dallas using my Mm -hmm. paid time off for my shoot job (laughs) to be able to go work more during mania Mm -hmm. weekend in in wrestling but another thing too is definitely like you said you started your podcast up in the middle of the pandemic so did a lot of people mm-hmm. and so the wrestling media and content creation world has become so saturated to where it's very hard to make yourself stand out and it's very hard to not compare yourself to others and then that's where I struggle when I see certain people getting an interview I've always wanted or see somebody's numbers continually grow and we all mm-hmm. are our own worst critic and feeling like we put in the hard work but not seeing 
the results comparing ourselves to other people. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely been moments where I'm like, oh, why can't this interview, like, why aren't my numbers growing? Why can't I achieve right. this big interview? And I know part of it is because I have another job outside of this as mm -hmm. to where some people, this is full time for them. So they have more time to accrue those connections and all of that. So definitely like comparison and like self-doubt is a huge, big one too. <clears throat> now, I know the mental stress could, could be, you know, bearing at times. Because I know for, for myself, you know, like you said, you watch other, you know, people who like their numbers get, go up there or uh, somebody gets an interview that you wish you could have had. Like, how do you deal with that, with that type of stress? Uh, it's well, I, I'm going to be very honest. Like I've definitely had moments where I like broke down and like mm -hmm. wallowed, but then it's, it's crazy. There's been moments where I've just sat there and wallowed. And then literally as I'm having this breakdown, I get a text message or a message with an opportunity. It's crazy. It's happened like three mm -hmm. times now where I'm literally like having a breakdown and then all of a sudden the universe just works on and, and I'll get a text <laughs> or a message from somebody like offering me up an opportunity or like a certain interview you so trying to fix and move my mindset to where yes that person I can be happy for them and they they've worked hard they earned it and maybe someday I'll get there but also it's enjoying like the opportunity and being grateful for the the opportunities that I have now and like I have a quote right right behind me behind my camera that says like never forget your uh what is it it says, never forget you once dreamed where about where you're at right now. And mm -hmm. so there's moments like even three years ago, like when it, coming up on three years when I started this, there's some things I've gotten to do that I dreamed of. And so it's happened for me and every no path is linear. Everybody has a different path to success and in their job. So for me, it's definitely being grateful in those moments, like I being appreciative that I have some big moments and maybe right now isn't the right time, but there's always hope for the future because you never know who's watching. Uh, that's true. Um, what piece of advice can you give someone who's starting off? Like they're watching this interview right now. I know I was talking to people who've asked me like, um, you know, how do I get these interviews? And I told them like my approach, if I, like for me, I literally will sit down and send off 20 like emails a day and I, would, I remember I was told when I was talking to to Chris and I said, and I was talking to him off air and I said, let me ask you a question. I was just like, uh, I want to, I want to tell you my approach. And he was like, okay. And I said, when I sent you that email, what did you think? He said, well, I, I thought the concept was good or what you said, but I, I clicked on the link that you gave me because I gave him like a, I said, this is the last interview I did. You know, if you enjoy it, then send me a message back and, you know, hopefully I can get you on that. We can have a conversation. And he said, I like the way you, you spoke with people. He says, but I probably would shorten the email and maybe add different details. So then I, I did that. So what advice can you give other people who uh, struggle to get interviews or just like other opportunities where they feel like they're not ready for it yet? I definitely can say I still, I mean, a lot of people, even that I'm good friends with that are pretty successful. Sometimes it is shooting off 10 emails and hoping for one. Yes. I definitely, um, find too, like building a rapport with people 
first sometimes out mm-hmm. like even on social media like there's been some interviews that i have landed simply because i have like tweeted someone like sent a nice reply in their comments and like we bounced off each other on social mm-hmm. media so they kind of remembered my name definitely building an online rapport with somebody too is huge and being friendly but also when you're trying to shift then professionally they're like oh this name like rings a bell. Then they put two and two together and realize that you've been supporting them for a while. You don't want to overstep anything. Obviously don't spam people. That is like the worst thing you can do. Mm -hmm. I've definitely dealt with that too. I haven't really spammed people up, but I've been on the other hand where I'm like, Oh, now I see what people are talking about, but definitely building that rapport and making them feel like Per, making it feel personalized because we can I we've all shut off emails and just simply changed the name but putting in some uh-huh. details there where you say something about something you admire about them or like what you enjoy about them or some topics that you want to talk about that are specific to them but also listing people to like you said you sent um a link to a past an interview that you did mm-hmm. also putting in names there that they may be familiar with say like I don't know. I'm just giving an example. Like when I interviewed Chelsea Green last year, when I reached out to her, I said, for reference, I've previously worked with the likes of like Deanna Prazo, Mickey James, people that she was familiar with and that she respected too. Mm -hmm. So if you can kind of put together people that they're following that they seem to be friends with or people that they respect, definitely if you've worked with them in the past, like utilize that too, especially like you can reference people that have worked with you and maybe they'll be more likely to say yes because they trust those previous people that you worked with um i definitely wouldn't say i'm an expert in it there's definitely been some times where people not everybody responds but that's what i have found as i'm still learning and stuff definitely the referencing past interviews you've done to and some names that that person might trust or be friends with or something like that definitely i think adds an added leverage there so we we're we're, uh, going into march now it's a whole new year what is like one goal that you have for this year that you're like dead set on making sure that that is accomplished? My biggest goal, and I have said this, I mean, of course, like landing a bunch of interviews that are on my list, mm-hmm. but honestly, my biggest goal, like, I don't even know if it's going to happen by the end of this year or maybe even next year, but is honestly making wrestling media full time. Like, financially is the biggest, mm-hmm. scariest leap ever of course it it, it's scary because like I said I have a shoot job but Mm -hmm. I want to be able to be able to do this more and like I said I'm doing a lot but I'm not I don't feel fulfilled and so I know I want to do a lot more and more consistently instead of stacking those days where I'm off from said shoot job with everything just to get it done I want to be able to space things out and do more and not have to pass up on opportunities simply because I'm working so I my biggest goal is to make this full-time and of course I think of course land some interviews that I've been wanting with and keep working my way up the ladder I think so as we close this this conversation today um, for the people who are listening, there's probably somebody right now that's just like, you know what, I've been thinking about um, doing a podcast for a while or trying to step into like the, the type of world that we're doing right now. Um, what are like, what are some something inspirational you can give the listeners to like follow their dream? 
honestly, sometimes you think you know your dream, but if there's in the back of your mind, you feel like you would be something, you would be very good at wrestling, whether it's wrestling media or whatever. I mean, honestly, you just have to go out and try it. There is so much information and knowledge out there as somebody like myself who had no background in podcasting, interviewing, any of that stuff. I literally self-taught from YouTube and like Mm -hmm. WikiHow, like straight up that is. And of course, watching other interviewers and stuff like that. If I can do it having no formal background in journalism or any of that stuff, Mm-hmm. I, I think like there's always resources out there to be able to help guide you. And of course, it's a learning experience. And also, there's a lot of people in this industry who I've just gotten to connect with, connect with and have shared some valuable information with me. And like you said, people have asked you, like, what is some advice? I've been asked that, mm-hmm. too. There's a lot of people out there who are willing to share some nuggets of information, especially if you're wanting to start up. Honestly, sometimes you just have to throw yourself out there. And, and like I said, throw that shot in the dark whether in whatever way you want to perceive that whatever that shot in the dark is for you sometimes you just have to take that leap of faith okay that's that's some pretty good advice uh, i have one more thing to to ask um this weekend big AEW pay-per-view two matches that you're looking forward to seeing and who do you have winning um, I think, of course, it has to be Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think that's the one I'm most looking forward to because Britt's been absolutely dominating it. Um, but also Thunder Rosa is a very respectable competitor. And so I, is today is this weekend finally going to be the time that Brit's reign ends. I think a lot of people are rooting for thunder, but also there's that, I think factor unpredictability of we've been seeing kind of a, some tension between Jamie Hayter rebel and Brit mm-hmm. Baker over the last few months. So is this the time maybe Jamie turns on Brit? I don't know. There's a lot riding on this. I think that's definitely what I'm most forward looking forward to on brand for me, the women's wrestling girl, I would say. So I think that's definitely what I'm most forward looking to. And match number two. Oh my gosh. Um, I honestly don't even know the whole card. It's there's so much going on this weekend. Um, okay, so what we, else we is on the card? Yeah, we put it like let's let's go for the other uh, title match. So Hangman Adam Page versus um, Adam Cole, which mm. who's coming out on top? Mm, Adam versus Adam. Well, anybody who knows me knows I'm uh, an Adam Page fan. I'm hoping for Mr. Hangman to continue his reign. I think regardless, though, it's going to be a great match, especially with Adam Cole coming in like into Mm -hmm. AEW and going into the world championship picture that I think is probably going to be definitely one to watch as well. Okay, well, we're at the end of our conversation. So do you want to drop your socials? Let everybody know where they can find you where they can follow your work. The easiest way to find me is to follow me on Twitter at it's Ella J that's I T S E L L A J A Y. If you go to the link tree in my bio there, you can find links to most of my podcast and Instagram and all the writing sites that I write for and hosting sites that I work for. That's the easiest way is to go find my link tree on Twitter, or you can follow at a wrestling gal on Instagram. And the link tree is also in the bio over there as well. Ella, thank you so much, guys. Uh, like, like she said, just follow her on Twitter, and you can know everything else that she's about. This is a very, very busy girl. But, guys, thank you once again. Uh, don't forget to continue to wear your mask and stay safe out there. And until next time, I'll be talking to you.